It's my joy to introduce you to a phenomenal couple, Nick and Stephanie Braddock. I asked them to sit down and chat with us about the beauty in life that they enjoy from community building. Wherever the Braddocks live, they pioneer thriving communities. We met in Atlanta about eight years ago, and that Braddocks quickly became some of our dear friends, not only because they are profoundly kind and generous and deep people, but because they are a lot of fun. The Braddocks became known as the party throwers. They love to gather friends and celebrate just about anything. But Nick took a promotion um, that led their family out to Missouri and then Illinois, and they now live in a small community in Genoa, Illinois. We hated to see them leave us in the South, but we know that if they would be just fine, if anyone can make friends and plug in, it's them. Now, I do think they're intrinsically gifted by God to gather people, cultivate meaningful relationships, and build that life-giving community. But I also think that some of the things that they have learned and practiced along the way are transferable to the rest of us who are willing to listen and learn from them. They've tapped into an aspect of the abundant life that we are all, introverts and extroverts included, hardwired for. Community is a must, and the Braddocks are friends who gather people in an authentic and enjoyable way, and I just love that about them. As a family of six with four little boys, there is never a dull moment in their lives, but they have a new addition to their family and lifestyle these days, and I can't wait to hear more about it. They launched a coffee truck business called Open Door Coffee this year, and it's yet another expression of the abundant life that flourishes when Christ and community are top priorities. I think one of my favorite things about Nick and Steph and what came out so clearly in this conversation is the courage it took to launch this. So many of us toss around God-inspired ideas, but the waves of fear and anxiety keep us from leaping like the Braddocks have. I would encourage each listener to lean in and ask God, what do you want to say to me through their story? While we aren't all called to run a food truck as a way to connect with our community, we are all made for community, and we're all emboldened and equipped by the Spirit to courageously take leaps of faith at key times in our lives, just like Nick and Stephanie have. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hey, Nick and Steph, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dying to hear your stories around Open Door Coffee. So I figured why not just let everyone else in our conversation make it a podcast episode. So give us the rundown. Tell us about what you're doing with Open Door. Like, what is it? Why'd you start it? Like, fill us in. Wow. (laughs) That's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good question. What are we doing? Well, we feel like uh, Steph and I were called to connect people with one another and people with the Lord. So, um, so that's really like what we're doing. And it just so happens that coffee um, and right now the phase that we're in a coffee truck uh, is, is, is the vehicle. Yeah. Like literally and, <laughs> so and metaphorically. Yeah. Um, so so I mean, like, if, yeah. If I had, if I had to just tell somebody, what are we doing? Like, we're we're trying to create a space in the community for people to come get to know one another and get to know the Lord ultimately. Because I think through knowing one another and really us opening our hearts and really doing life uh, in, in in the raw, we uh, we 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 find, we find the Maker, uh, you know, and 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 the true lover of our souls in that. Mm-hmm. 
Tell us, tell us about your community. I mean, I think we've listeners from all over the country. So tell us what's special about, about your community and and why you feel like they need a a coffee truck to gather around. Um, yeah, well, we, we have lived, uh, in, we live in a small town in Northern Illinois, about 5,000 people in this town. And it's kind of combined with the next town over like 2,500 or 2,000 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Genoa Kingston. Yeah. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're about an hour and what hour and a half outside of Chicago. We're between Chicago and Rockford. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of corn and soybeans and, you know, kind of that blue collar work, but I don't, I don't even know, honestly. We just love the town. Like, we just, I, I don't know. And we're not originally from here. I think yeah. we should preface all this by saying right. that. Um, <laughs> we're not lifers. We're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're not. I guess we wouldn't be considered, yeah, OG Genoa residents. <laughs> um, but we moved here. Um, it's been four years. We moved here. Um you know, we've, we've been all over the place due to various jobs, but, um, Nick's family is from the Chicagoland area and, um, probably about 10 years ago, his parents downsized and moved out to the country. They wanted some more land. And, um, you know, when it came time for us to move back to Illinois, it just made a lot of sense to be close to, um, his family, grandma and grandpa. And, uh, you know, this is just a sweet little town. And, and we thought, well, Hey, isn't that great, um, to be down the road from his parents. And, uh, that was, you know, kind of the extent of what drew us here in the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me that, you know, that it was, it was sweet. I mean, you have a lot of children, you know, <laughs> so being near your parents is super helpful. <laughs> yes. Being your grandparents really is, is super nice. Um, you know, we've lived during seasons of our lives away from both my family and his family. And so even just having, um, his family here has been such a blessing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's what brought us here. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, small town USA for sure. Yeah. So what, like what came first, like chicken or egg? Was it your love for coffee, your love for people? Like why, like, why'd you start a, a coffee truck? Definitely. Definitely people. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, I find like any business that's worthwhile, it's not really about the thing that you're doing. It's, mm. it's, it's more about the, what you're, what you're trying to develop. Um, um, so for, for us, again, it's always been people and it just, since actually since Steph and I started dating and we got married, we were like, wow, wouldn't it be great to like live above a coffee shop and, you know, work in it or just own one or something. And, and, um, I mean, that's all seemed very romantic at the time, but, um, but now that we're actually living in some of it out or getting closer to actually owning a brick and mortar and still we'll be doing the truck and all that. It, it, I don't know. It just, um, coffee's just a great vehicle for, for conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 although, although it gets you hyped up, um, it's a great great opportunity to slow it, slow down a little uh, and just sit and kind of let go of some of the craziness, uh, you know, of your life Mm -hmm. and just enjoy a really, really amazing latte or cold brew latte or cappuccino whatever do you feel like you're seeing that people are hungry for community are they do you do you feel like it's filling a need in people's lives that is yeah absolutely absolutely i mean you know i think 
you know, if you, if you read anything, any, any sort of business book, a lot of times they'll say, you know, you just need to scratch your own itch. (laughs) And so when we moved to this town, one of the biggest things we noticed was, okay, so here's this, you know, adorable little main street and there's some restaurants and there's some bars. Um, there's a florist and, and, you know, there are, what else, there's a library, but, but really like, there's no kind of all ages gathering hangout space. And, um, you know, a lot of times people are just driving like 20, 25 minutes South or North of us just to go to a coffee shop to hang out with people. Um, wow. You know, especially, and that's hard, you know, in the winter, it can feel really bleak and lonely when you're in a small town and, and, you know, you're not, you're like, well, I don't feel like really going to like sit down for a burger, but I just want to like get together with someone and hang out. Um, and so, you know, you do, you spend more time in people's homes, I think just because, you know, that's just, you know, or, or you just don't. <laughs> and so we just, we saw this as a need both for ourselves and then just for the town, um, but we did some market research um, as we um, just started dreaming and talking about this and felt like, okay, we really need to kind of get the pulse on this town. Like, is this something they're interested in? And um, both, the, both the research that we did and then just going directly to um, city council and talking to, um, you know, the town gov- government, mm-hmm. um, th- they said, you know, hands down, uh, a coffee shop is one of the main things that people say they would love to see here. Um, and awesome. so as we, you know, as we were dreaming and thinking about having a coffee shop, it was always with a building in mind, a building with walls, you know, like obviously like a building with couches and cause you um, know, cause nothing else could ever work. Right? <laughs> so that was just, you know, that was like, I, I will say for myself, like I was very tunnel visioned and like, yeah, we're going to open a coffee shop. It's going to look this way. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as time went by, like the right building wasn't opening up or the price wasn't quite right, or, um, there were buildings that, um, just had major issues. I mean, before even, time- or I was living in rebellion to what the Lord has called me to do. I don't know, you know, little <laughs> things like that. Like Nick was, it was, it, be hard, that. it was harder for Nick to come around to this than it was for me, like, cause I, I mean, I think initially like of, the of idea, the two of us, I went through the crippling depression and anxiety. Yeah. It was, it was a big yeah. step for it was, him. It was monsters. Send me free from a lot of stuff. I highly recommend it. <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. Um, but we went through yeah, a number. Well, yeah. Like a couple yeah. of years of just like, okay, Lord, like you've What's put this on our on? heart, but like, there just seemed to be so many hurdles to get yeah. to this place. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way. I feel like people have dreams and the hurdles are really can be paralyzing. And especially like you're saying, it's a, it's, it's a several year journey. You have this idea and maybe, maybe it is too romantic. Maybe it is too, um, unattainable. And I think people often stop short and you guys have just kept pushing through. Um, what do you feel like helped do that? Um, you know, well, first of all, I think, um, Nick definitely speaks to just some of his, like the, the, the crisis journey that he went through. Um, and, and for him, like coming to a place of, of really learning how to trust the Lord in a way that he hadn't before. Um, or we could just say like at all, yeah, but not, not in a way that I had before. I mean, I was, I, I had my whole life figured out and I had it all planned and I knew 
you know, as long as I held a good job and I made X amount of money that I'd be able to retire and then my, then my life would be okay as long as I'm in control. Mm. Um, and so this, this season has very much been, um, I mean, cause he literally, the Lord literally told me like, you, you need to quit your corporate job so that you'll learn to trust me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Oh, Oh crap. Um, well, that, that means two things. One, I don't trust him, you know, and, and two, I need to. And mm-hmm. so, but, but through all of that, I, I again, it's kind of like, why do I love this town? I don't really know, but like, I, I, I do now more than I did before. It was just a feeling before, but now it's actually people, but, um, people that I know, um, because of the business that we started, because of the, the, the offering of, of, Hey, come out to the truck and, and enjoy. Um, but, the um oh train thought derailed um this is being recorded just so you yeah. know <laughs> is this is this, is this being recorded? <laughs> no the um oh drat i can't think no you were, you were just talking about just making that leap of discovering you need um you needed to trust the lord and then yeah. actually doing that in real life so are you saying you quit your job like you quit a corporate job your full time is the coffee truck yeah. Yeah. I quit. Tell us about yeah, that. That's, that's huge. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, in fact, but yeah, uh, that was back last year, uh, wow. the, day, the 11th. I said, yeah, well it was August, the end of August, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. So it's been about a year yeah. and, and really like, you, I think you'd asked the previous question was something along the lines of like, um, how did you move forward and oh, how yeah. did you proceed? Oh, right. Through like, all of that, this is where I lost my mind. Yeah. Through all of that, it was like, it was unwaveringly, we have to get this finished. Not like because we put so much energy into it, but it was that, that passion that just wouldn't go away. Even if I tried to like pour water on be like, Lord, just let me die. Or he was like, no, no, no. You like, you got to do this coffee thing. Like it, like wow. there's just, it just never stopped. And even now it might've stopped or slowed down in me, but it, didn't stop in Steph. And so she kept, you know, it going forward or, or when it was low in her, like for some reason I was just like, we were yelling at each other yep. about it. And I was like, we are not giving up on this, right? Like we traded it over, <laughs> over different times. Didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. did. I mean, yeah. we went through seasons of a lot of doubt and fear and questioning. Um, but just feeling like, unlike anything else, just that like, the Lord wouldn't let this go and that, that it was something that needed to happen. Um, and, and so initially, you know, cause I don't know that we've connected the dots between initially dreaming of the coffee shop and yeah. now having a truck. I mean, it, we're like, okay, well, how can we start small? Because I think I was really locked into, okay, it has to look like this. We have to have this coffee shop with these adorable couches. And, it's and I was really so locked cozy. into cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's going to cost way too much. We can never do that. I'm a six in the Enneagram. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> and so, and I'm a seven. And so I'm a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, um, we kind of came to this place of like, comp- well, what felt like compromise. Like, okay, well, what if we could just start doing farmer's markets? And so, okay, well then we, you know, that's a lot of work to set up a table and tear down all the, do an espresso machine on a table, have all this equipment out. So long story short, we started looking for like flatbed trailers. And then we thought maybe a teardrop camper and then 
and somehow that, and then we thought, well, maybe like we could renovate an old Winnebago camper. And then we found this, um, on Facebook marketplace, we found there's just a farm North of us, um, that was selling, uh, an old vegetable truck, which is, um, now the coffee truck. It, it's a 1983 Chevy Grumman step van. And we went up there and, yeah, this amazing Christian family was selling it. And we just felt like there were arrows coming down from above. It just yeah. felt so right. And so plus they gave us like two cases of like homegrown popcorn. Oh yeah. It was so good. <laughs> so that really sealed the deal. But yeah. that was after that was after we bought it. That was a surprise. So we really knew the Lord was in it at yeah, that point. Exactly. So. <laughs> Sign for heaven. So, uh, so yeah, that's how we that's how we got the truck. Okay. And we were very idealistic. Like we thought, okay, in a couple of months, no problem. We're yeah. gonna have this done. Oh yeah, by the way, I was like eight months pregnant when we bought it with our fourth son. Little did I know I was gonna be quitting my job, you know, a couple of months after that. Okay, so you bought the truck before you quit your job. Yeah, yeah, we bought the truck and we're planning on, you know, we thought that we'll just do it. that on the side in the yeah, summer. Because I got energy and time. And, you know, yeah. we've had three kids before. You know, what's another one? But really? really, like we were very, yes, we were very idealistic thinking how quickly we'd be able to do all this. And just also like, oh yeah, you know, things take a long time. Like concession windows get shipped in from Florida and it takes a couple of weeks and, you know, parts, you know, take a while to get here. And then if the just, weather's bad, you can't do stuff. Just and staring at the truck, wondering how in the heck am I going to do this Watching thing a that lot I need of YouTube do. videos. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the physics of this? Like, what? <laughs> You know, whatever. Can I drive 55 miles an hour with what I'm just about to do? You know, those. Are... <laughs> so, so, yeah, hopefully that kind of catches you up to speed a little on how we got to the truck. <laughs> and, and then and then I sort of sidestepped the question. I, did, I didn't I didn't mean to. I just had the remembrance of my forgetfulness earlier, but about like quitting and you know quitting my corporate job and letting go of stuff. And um. You know, I mean, th that was all tied into just my, my, uh, well, I mean, it's all like childhood wounds mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever, all sorts of everything. Um, you know, the, the, some of our greatest, um, what's the word? Some of our, our, our greatest abilities, you know, are, are, are held back by some, some of our greatest fears. And I think yeah. I was just so afraid of, of really giving up what I thought was control. Cause I, I'm not really in control anyways. I mean, like on, on a good day, I can control myself. Like, and, and outside of that, like I'm not in charge of the stock market or whether, you know, we're going to go to war or, you know, a storm that comes through or tripping down the stairs or, you know, whatever. Right. Or somebody turning left sure. and, and missing a stop. sign. like, I'm not in control of any of that. And so like, I was holding on so tight to, and I didn't know it. I was holding on so tight to my idea of the way things needed to be in order for everything to, to go and everything to work out. And, you know, it just took, I don't know, throwing up on the side of the road two days in a row to get me to <laughs> tell my boss, I don't think this is working anymore. I need to quit. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't a bad place. It was not a bad workplace. It's not a bad workplace. It was just Nick shouldn't have been there that long, you know? Wow. Yeah. 
You know, what I love about you guys and just kind of what you illustrate for the rest of us is that following the call of God, it's not just about the people you hope to help or inspire or encourage or connect. Following God, obeying Him and and walking with Him, it it changes us. It's Mm -hmm. changed you. And I love that about your story, Nick, is that you've you've realized, like, I thought that there was some level of control and safety and security in that when the reality is my only security is in Jesus. And I am most safe when I follow His lead, however illogical and unexpected and outside of my crafted, well-crafted plan it may be. And that, I mean, that's truly life-changing. And I mean, I just imagine the legacy that your willingness, I mean, regardless of like the impact that the the truck and future brick and mortar like location will have, the legacy that you are leaving in the lives of your four sons as a man who's willing to trust God, even when it hurts, it physically makes you ill. Um, I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, that's got generational impact on it, Nick. Yeah. Well, and I, I've come to, like agree with like the kind of the idea that if if you're not if you're not um what's what is how's it said if you're not if you're not seeing change in your life you're probably not following the lord Mm. like because he doesn't leave us the way that we are he loves us as we come but he does not want us to stay the same because he's got something so much better for us and so like again if it's just the same old same old you know we might not actually be you know we might not we might not be as much in love with the creator of the universe as we think we are Mm. because he's bringing us from glory to glory and grace to grace and 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 that that means a transformation it it means a a a new way to be human to quote switch foot it means a it means a change in our lives and in the lives of people around us and it i mean it ought to make some some people really uncomfortable actually um you know, and a lot of people ought to be saying, Hey, I had that idea, which they've told us that, or you stole my idea. And I'm like, sure. The only difference between me and you is I'm crazy enough to, to, to just step out and do it. Um, you know, and, um, but, but it's not just, Oh, I think that would be cool. It's there's something burning in my soul. There's something burning in my heart. That's not going away. Like that's what you were designed for. That's what you were made for. Heck, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Um, so tell us what has it looked like? I mean, I imagine a lot of food trucks that I've been to, you go up, you place an order, you get your stuff and you roll on. Like, it doesn't sound like that's been the case with Open Door. Tell us what it looks like when you guys set up shop um, and, and park somewhere and, and Open Door truck is, is open for business. What happens? Tell me what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think it initially when we started talking about the truck, one of my fears was that we're not going to be able to connect with people as much as I wanted to. Cause again, back to my vision of what this would be, um, you know, one of the reasons we chose the name open doors, you know, for many reasons, but one of them being, I, I just imagined this door that people would come into this coffee shop and they would just really encounter the presence of the Lord and feel at home and safe and like they belong somewhere. And so when we moved towards at least phase one of the project being the truck, I was sort of, I had a bad attitude for a little bit. I was kind of in a funk because I'm like, God, you know, You're this is this ideas. is not this is not right. <laughs> this isn't what you said, God. Right? Like, and, um, and, and it wasn't. It didn't appear as though it didn't appear. Yeah. Um, but again, like 
his, his ways are so much higher than our ways. Um, and so honestly, I just imagined that interactions with people while we were on the truck would be super transactional, like, okay, well they order. And then I give them their, you know, their coffee and then they go on their way and that's it. Um, what we have seen since we launched the truck has been actually just like super pleasantly surprising. I mean, there are times where we look at each other and say like, what on earth? (laughs) Um, it has, it's really generated like number one, just this like crazy buzz in our small town and, and beyond our small town. Like, um, like we've, you know, we've been interviewed by the newspaper, um, I just got invited to to go speak on a panel for women entrepreneurs at um, the college that's 20 minutes south of us. Um, We have been invited out to events all around the county. Um, We know all of these people that we didn't know before by name now, not just by name, but like we know about their lives because they come up and they chat and they stay and they hang out. Um, we have seen them get to know each other at the yeah, shop, which like, has been so, so cool. cool. So cool. Like people like, Oh, don't you live down the street from me? You know? And I'm like, really? Like, you yeah. know, cause like, you live down the street from each other and this, they've seen each other, but this is, but now they're talking to one yeah. another, you know, like, and Oh yeah, I'm the barber in town and da, 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 da. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is great. The place that we're, that we mainly park our truck here in Genoa is a, 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 like a, a, pet, a, grooming. a, a pet grooming and Nicole does just awesome work. She loves the animals. She loves the people, but she's sort of tucked away behind and like, I mean, I, I don't know how much more business she's actually getting now, but like so many people have said, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this place was here. I'm gonna, totally going to be bringing my dogs and whatever That's here. Cool. That's and cool. so, and, and, and she, she allows us, she allowed us to, to use the, the, the parking lot because she's like, hey, us small businesses need to stick together. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Like, what can we do? She's like, no, 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 just get your feet going. Just get going. She's like, it's tough. So it's like, yeah, people, people are, you know, when we involve them, when we, yeah, I mean, right. but, but also like they're, you know, they're calling and texting each other, meet me at the truck and, right. you know, they, they come and they hang out and I love, I mean, like the, the loitering, like that's awesome. Like, you know, yeah. the way that we built the trucks, so you know, the back door is like a Dutch door. And I mean, it's just really beautiful to see. Um, and, and I'm on the truck a little bit more, yeah. but then, but then I, I get to kind of see people's eyes and sometimes they're a little sadder one day. Right. And, and then I get to lean in and say, Hey, like, I know I'm just like giving you some coffee or whatever, but like, are you doing okay? You know, that sort of thing. And, and whether they open up about everything or nothing, you know, it, it, it and most times it leads to opening up about something, you know, it, it's that opportunity that, that probably they were looking for whether they were looking for it or not they needed it and you know again sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them yeah um and we can do that because i'm a little goofy but they also know that i'm really sincere or that uh, us all of us jeremy matthew uh becca lorenzo steph uh and now tracy yeah we've, we've got, got we got a crew of folks it's just wild that's amazing and the thing that unites all of us really is just our love for people. Yeah. I mean, like, and so that's, that's been really neat too. I yeah. mean, so anyway, you know, it, I think that's so, um, people are able to discern that whether they know Jesus or not, people know if you're being genuine, people know totally. if you really love and care. And I mean, oh, I've yeah. known you guys for years, um, not always in the same place, but when we spend a lot of time together in Atlanta, like you, it's so it's so easy. You guys love people 
real. You love people big. You remember things. You are, I think your humor is disarming, Nick. I mean, you guys are an incredibly gifted couple at connecting with new people. I mean, it's just, it's just part of the gift on your life. Um, and I think some people say, well, you know, I'm an introvert, you know, and I'm just not wired like people like that, like people like Stephanie, you know, she can talk to anyone, but I, you know, I get uncomfortable and this isn't for me. And I think people can kind of count them out themselves out of community or yeah. being a gatherer because of, you know, personality type. And what, like, what would you say to those listeners? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, I love you, but you're just no. quit making excuses for yourself. Life's too short. <laughs> And then they may never talk to me again. Well, also... But Steph would be kinder. Oh, I know. <laughs> what would you no, say? No, no. Um, <laughs> actually, Nick is an introvert, surprisingly. Yeah. He's an outgoing introvert, so he really does need alone time to charge up. I don't ever need alone time. I'm with I you. Don't, <laughs> I don't do well if I'm alone. Um, oh, man. Yeah, that's hard. I really... You know, I think we can... It, it can be really easy to look at someone who is operating in their gifting and, and think like, in order for me to be operating in that in, gifting or, or in, in, a, my, in gifting. my gifting, it needs to look like that. Yeah. And it really doesn't like God is so creative. Um, he has put, he's put something in every person that he is, he's calling out. Um, you know, he's creator God. He will creatively use us if we're just willing to say, okay, God, um, I'm going to throw out the rule book and I'm going to, I'm going to stay in my lane, whatever lane you've given me. And I'm going to run the race that you have set out for me. Um, so I would say like, if you feel like it's just intimidating or if it's, if it, it really zaps you energy wise, um, like there's still ways to step out of that comfort zone because even as an extrovert, there, there are ways that I think in, in certain seasons of my life, I have hung out in my comfort zone, whether that's just, you know, seeking out people who are kind of just more like me or hanging out with just you know, my, my best buds. Um, you know, I think God is calling all of us to, to, you know, really step out of the boat, um, and, and to walk on the water towards him in, in scary and new ways. And so, you know, maybe for you, if you're, um, an introvert, it's like, Hey, um, not inviting 20 people over, but maybe just, you know, walking across your yard and having a little conversation with your neighbor and learning something about them. Yeah. Or maybe it's, um, you know, saying, inviting people over, but saying like, Hey, um, come on over from, you know, five to seven thirty, and just setting a time limit of like, you know, just to make it a little bit more manageable then people know when it's time to leave. Um, so it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of ways um, if you feel, um, just a little reluctant to kind of put yourself out there, if you know, some one else is a little bit more outgoing. You could co-host, um, and, you know, help in different ways so that you're still reaching out, but, but in a way that feels natural and comfortable, um, there's no real one right way to do it. And we get tripped up because we, you know, we see other people and think that's exactly what I should be doing. So, Right. You know, we get caught up in comparison. I think, you know, you guys have seen um, and believe that 
we were all hardwired for community. We were made to be in relationship with God and each other. And that was the plan Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Um, And so I think creating spaces or experiences where people can do that, it's actually, it's really life-giving because like you said, people are lonely and people are isolated, even though they have neighbors to the left and to the right, and they have people they work next to every day for years. They don't feel known. They don't feel loved. They don't feel hopeful about the future. Um, And I think isolation is that tactic the enemy has been using since the beginning. Divide and conquer. Pick off the weak ones that aren't part of the herd. Mm -hmm. And you guys are coming against that. You're warring against that and saying, nope, not on our watch, not in our town. We're creating a place where people can come together and find strength and laugh and share their lives around good coffee and um, I don't know. I love that. I think that that needs to happen inside the church and outside of the church in ways like you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think also another thing is, um, I think as believers somewhere along the line, sometimes we start to believe that our lives need to look or be perfect in order to invite people into them. Um, especially when we're dealing with people who don't know the Lord, but, but, or, you know, or people in the church that we feel like, Hey, you know, I can't, and this is something that I feel like the Lord is really stretching me in right now because we have four boys and for, and I I mean, I, I don't consider myself like a neat freak, but for the first time in my life, there's just so many days where I'm like, I cannot, like, I just, I just physically cannot keep this house as clean as my standards in my brain. Like it's just because they're running around dumping things out and, yeah. you know, we're launching a business. And, and so my, you know, we're talking about control and letting go of control. A piece for me is like, Hey, come over to my house. It's kind of a mess today. And it'll probably be a mess tomorrow too, but I need to connect with you and you need to connect with me. And I don't have the energy or the time to throw really awesome, elaborate parties like I may have in the past. And I love doing that. I love honoring guests and making them feel comfortable. I love cooking and baking and, you know, putting out a spread and decorating. But the reality is like, we're in a season right now where, you know, that, that kind of thing, just, there's not a lot of space for it because we're doing a lot of other things. And, um, you know, was it two weeks ago when we had, we just, you know, we had a lot of firewood. Our neighbor across the street is is demoing their house. And so there was just a bunch of like 200 year old lath that got pulled out of that house. It burned great. It burns really great. Chris's house burns really yeah, well. Yeah, Chris's house burns really well. And so we <laughs> what you want to hear? started a huge bonfire and just spur the moment invited neighbors, everyone in the neighborhood over. And it was so fun. Was my house immaculate? No. Did I even have much food prepared? No. Like it, did anyone else care? No, no. no. Like, honestly, that's probably one of the best parties that I have ever thrown. And it really was less about me than anything else. And it was just about getting people together and hanging out and spending time together. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I I don't even know where I started with all that. But just to say, like, we can we can get really tripped up and we can hold back from, from really, um, doing anything until we feel good enough. But the reality is Jesus is good enough. He's our perfection. And he's just asking us to move. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you're like preaching to me right now yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that's, I've been, I'm, I feel like I've, I've been in the, in, in that place kind of on both ends of the spectrum. I've yeah. been that person that said, look, come be part of my life. It's messy. It's real. Um, and yet there's things that God's calling me to now that I'm like, but I'm not perfect. So who am I? Like, I can't say this. I can't start this. Like I am not the perfect example. Um, yeah. so that's, that's so encouraging and convicting at the same time, but it's, it's true. I mean, we, you know, our fears cause us to look for every excuse to count ourselves out and we're not agreeing with heaven when we do it. That's Mm -hmm. just the simple truth. One of the things, you know, I love about the Braddocks, like we've known you guys pre-kids, like I remember the good old days in Atlanta. Um, And you guys look for any excuse to have a party. Like you're just those people who like, you have eyes that see things different than everyone else. Like everyone else would see like, man, I really wish they clean up that wood. It's a big mess. And you guys are like, this is the perfect excuse for a bonfire. You know, <laughs> about you guys. Yeah, we have fun. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. We have fun. Nick just brought Rowan down. He's crying upstairs. So he's he's going to hang out with us here. We'll take three Braddocks. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything to say, buddy? <laughs> Tell us about the kids and, and kids and community and launching a business. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is, so that. does not get any more real than this. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's been really neat. Um, I feel more connected now, like having our kids in the school system than we ever did. I mean, just, um, let's see, our oldest is in second grade. Our second oldest is in kindergarten. Um, our third is in preschool and then we have our 16 month old. Wow. And, and I, you know, as they've, you know, as they've gotten a little bit older and they're in activities like, um, you know, they're in Boy Scouts now, next a den leader. And, um, you know, you know, as they, you know, get involved in other things like sports and whatnot, like, you know, we haven't done a ton of sports yet, but we're, you know, we're, they're starting to say, Hey, I'd like to do basketball. Um, you know, those are just great ways to meet people and connect with people. Um, a lot of the people that I would say that we're good friends with, um, that just came about through like swim lessons or, uh, the preschool drop-off line. Um, sure. so, that's fun. And, and I guess back to your question, like we, um, having them having, sorry, he's not happy. Having them, um, you know, as we launch a business with them, they're, um, you know, we try to involve them and include them and, you know, they, you know, you know, they pray with us about it and, um, they talk to their friends about it. My friends, you know, some of my friends will say, Oh yeah, you know, Killian was saying this about the coffee truck or Colin was telling us that he likes to run the register, you know, those types of things. So we, you know, we find little ways to involve them. Um, and that's just really fun. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the good old days in some ways, you know, where, you know, mom and dad had the the shop and, you know, you just pitch in as a family and, you know, we involve them in little ways. And then also just kind of carve some time out. That's just us. That's just family time and, and try to make sure that, um, that they feel like they still have that refuge, um, and that there is, um, that space for them to just be, um, because it is a pretty crazy season for us right now. 
Yeah, that's so wise. I think I love how you integrate them into work and ministry, um, but yet home is still a refuge because they, you know, we need that everyone in mm-hmm. home does. Um, but I think it's easy to, you know, either kids can be a part of the calling of God today, or they can be. We can use them as an excuse to count ourselves out. You know, say, "Oh, I'm too, I'm too busy. Kids need to be entertained. They wouldn't think that's fun. They'll be bored. You know, they might cry. So I can't bring them to the, you know." To, to the podcast. Can't the bring podcast, it well, Stephen. Try on the podcast. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just appreciate um, y'all's example to say, you know what, our kids are part of the call of God on our family, and that's not for twenty years from now when they're all in college. That's for today. Um, did was it hard for y'all to get to that place? Um, no. <laughs> well, I'll back up a little bit. I mean, I grew up in a church planting family. And yeah. So did Steph. So I think a part of it is like, yeah, that feels natural to us. You don't have a choice. Steph, did you grow up on the mission field? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, from first grade to 10th grade, I lived in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess both Nick and I know no different really like, um, I, yeah, I feel really blessed to have had that experience. And, and, you know, I think also just seeing community done a different way and just the openness of that culture. Um, and, and even just understanding more, um, just having more of an awareness of what it feels like to be an outsider. Um, because, you know, moving back to the States in high school was a rough transition for me. Um, and so it's really, you know, it's hard for me not to, to really put myself in the shoes of people who are new in situations. And, you know, I'm always thinking like, what must this be like for them? Um, you know, so it's, you know, I think both of us could say that our upbringings have informed the way that, that we're doing life with our, with our kids and, you know, it's nothing's perfect. I mean, there are many days where I'm like, oh man, like, should we, you know, should we be, you know, taking our kids to do more activities that are solely focused on them? Or, you know, is this, you know, is this adventure that we're on going to preclude them from other things? Um, but we, we just have to believe that if this is what God has set out for us, that, that he's going to give us and our children, everything we need for life and godliness. And, and, and we don't have to live in, in the fear or the what if, um, because, those just, are terrible places yeah, to live. They really are. And, uh, and he's not really living. That's yeah. getting stuck. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I, that's a good word for parents. Um, you know, just kind of as we wrap up, I feel like um, I feel like there's people listening, even myself included, um, who there's there's dreams in our hearts. There's things that we're feeling the Lord whispering about and maybe has been for a long time. Um, and just... I think you guys, your story of boldness to say yes, to overcome the hurdles of fear, the valid excuses to stop or detour or, um, or count yourself out that the world, everyone in the world would justify and say, yep, that's a really good reason that now's not the time or, um, or whatnot. I think you guys have overcome, you've, you've persevered, you're seeing your dream happening before your eyes and you're continuing to dream bigger. You're dreaming of brick and mortar and what that could look like and um, trusting God to create that space, even though you've had closed doors in the past. I mean, I feel like just your journey um, as unfolding is a huge inspiration to so many of us who have 
a call from the Lord in our lives. And it may look very different than coffee, but it is around loving people. It is around being the body to one another and, um, and showing up for people and gathering them around something. Um, and so I guess I would just say, what, you know, what do you want to say to those people? What do you want to say that you've, you've learned and you believe it and is kind of fueling you as you continue on in this journey? Um, well, yeah, that's a pretty good segue. I would say, oh, trust, um, you know, trust, trust your, John Christ says, check your heart. I would, I, Nick Braddock says, trust your heart. Mm. Um, you know, and, and you got to check your heart too, but, uh, but you know, you, get somebody else and tell, tell somebody else, tell somebody else that loves you, tell them your dream. Mm. Uh, you know, um, listen, listen to, to just some, I don't know, encouraging songs like what a friend by Matt Marr, uh, and, and write down what comes to mind, you know, as you're, as you're contemplating, Oh God, do I do this? Because like, you know, the, the refrain or the, the chorus is, um, is, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus East to West. My sins are gone. I see grace on every horizon and forever and ever his heart is my home. And so like, I don't know, that's just my encouragement. That I felt like when we were talking earlier, I looked up the lyrics to that song and um, but, but th- that would be my encouragement is like, just do something different. Um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to like start walking on water or like, you know, sell a hundred million dollars worth of something to just start doing something different and, to, and to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, there, like, I just feel like also, um, we just put a lot of pressure on our decisions. Like this has to be it. And, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, then, then we failed. And, and something that we have said all along is, you know what, this could be a big flop. Like maybe no, I, nobody got a tattoo out of it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He tattooed, we got a tattoo the logo on. Um, it could flop, you know, it, it could go nowhere in our eyes, but but we've been obedient. We're just doing what we know God's asking us to do. And I think that's the big piece of all this is he's not after accomplishment. He's after transformation. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> like if you're doing what you're doing, what you know, God's asking you to do, like he's going to provide and he's going to make a way. And there are no dead ends with him, you know, like try some doors, try some things, you know, start knocking, knocking on the brick wall. That doesn't look like a door. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it requires that we redefine success because the, the world has a very, um, clear definition of success. And I feel like we're throwing spiritual things up against a, a natural definition and they don't work together well. So how do you define success? I mean, it sounds like you're saying trust, trust and obedience is really, you know, this is success. Life transformation is success. What, what else would you say? Yeah. Well, I think like growing, sorry, but being carried around and, um, you know, getting yogurt at nine twenty one PM looks like success. Uh, <laughs> for Rowan it does. But like, yeah, no. So just, I don't know. I, I, I like, it sounds, well, it is so intangible. See, like that's the trouble with the spiritual is you can't put your, we can't put our finite physical minds around it. And so like, really it's like, are you, are you, are you becoming more yielded to the, to the whisper of, of the spirit? 
are, 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 is your heart breaking more and more for the, the widow and the orphan is, is your goal to give more of yourself because you now have a greater realization of how much has been given to you. Like powerful, Nick, that's what success looks like. And like, and it's really helpful to like do things like this, to be reminded of, you know, to talk about your story. Cause like, I don't go around like telling people that and like, I'm, it almost, I mean, it almost feels sort of fake even just as I say some of the stuff. Cause, but then that's really the enemy being like, well, you don't really do that. But like the reality is like, yeah, okay, fine. I don't do it. But like, that's what I feel the spirit's leading me to say. And so I'm saying that in order to like actually continue to step in and through those things, you know, again, just being yielded to, to what, um, you know, the, the heart of the father, uh, you know, for, for for this town and to take this town you know for the kingdom of heaven and you know to see these lives transformed and um you know the i don't know might be tangential but like you know we say love god and love people and i think the thing in between loving people and loving god is we got to learn to love ourselves like like we, we, we got, we've got to learn to see ourselves the way that the father sees us. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, that's all Jesus, but like he made you. All right. You, like he made you and he loves you and sure he sees the righteousness of Jesus, but he loves you because he sent his son to die for you. Yeah. So there's something about you that matters. You have breath in your lungs because you matter. Um, and so that's what success looks like. I don't know. Good. <laughs> See, no, that, to me, to me, that's what success looks like. Other people realizing what they are here for. That's what success looks like for me. And we're going to do that with some coffee probably. <laughs> that's, yeah. I love it. You know, that's, what's funny is that that's literally what we talked about in the episode before yours. Um, I was talking to Lindsay Snyder and she's talking about, you know, really like, you know, to love, to let God love you and to love him in response and then yeah. to love your neighbor as yourself. You have, right. how do you love yourself? Like, how do you love yourself? Yeah. Before you really you hate yourself. You can't love your neighbor. That's tough. You know, right? <laughs> you, you, no, you can't, it's not even tough. It's impossible. Like yeah. you cannot love your neighbor. If you do not love yourself, like love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, okay. If I hate myself, I'm going to hate my neighbor. I don't have a choice. But yeah. I don't know. That's just no, my thought. So anyway. It's true. I mean, just call it like it is, Nick. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay, I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. And I think that's what gives you the security when things, when if numbers or timelines or ideas, things don't pan out the way that maybe you expected, you know, I think that that firm identity and finding our worth and our security and our love in Christ and letting those things define us and, and equate to success or significance um, as opposed to what the, the world would say. I think that's what helps us um, when things don't pan out like we think they may, because that happens sometimes or the it process does. is different. It starts with a truck instead of a shop. Um, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that's been the biggest thing is just recognizing like, okay, so it's not, not yet it's not that open door into a shop, but it's really like God's opening the door of his kingdom. And, <laughs> but he's doing other things than just us. I mean, that's yeah. the other piece. Like he, there's other people that need to get to the place that they need to be in order. Like, I mean, like, it's not just even about us, like, you know, whatever. We've found some, so often that like 
just in conversation with people <clears throat> that they're, you know, that they walk away saying, Hey, like I have some dreams that, that God's put on my heart and man, like may, maybe I could take a step towards that. And yeah. so if we could make somebody um, see themselves the way that God sees them, like then that, that is, you know, I think that ties in with that, the success there. I love that. It's like when you hand them a cup of coffee, you're holding up a mirror to like, to see what God sees, like look in and see yeah. what God sees and everything will change. Um, yeah. I love it. Well, I would just love you guys. Thank you for sharing what you're doing. And I want to have you back on again down the road so you can keep us up to date on the journey. But um, yeah. real quick for people who may be in the Illinois area, tell them, tell our, my listeners how they can sure. find you, follow you, come to the truck. Yeah. The- Absolutely. It's good so- to play. Take it to Chicago O'Hare or yes. Midway, whatever, or Rockford. Yeah. You can get into Rockford. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so our website is opendoorgenoa, G-E-N-O-A.com. Okay. Um, you can find us um, You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at um, Open Door Coffee Genoa. Yeah. So awesome. that's where we are. And... Um, I mean, odds are good you know somebody that's been to the truck. Like, we're just that awesome. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I do know people who've been to the truck, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because Stephanie shares her friends with me from the, you know, other few states away. (laughs) Well, guys, I would love um, to just thank you. And if we could just close in prayer, um, you know, Nick, if you would just pray of our listeners, people who have dreams sparking in their heart as they've even listened to your story, I would just so appreciate that. Yeah, well, I mean, true story, like before we, as I was just walking up here from the basement before we started talking, like I had this picture. And so this is my prayer then. And my prayer and challenge to everybody uh, and my encouragement is that like I had this picture of, you know, you, whoever you are, and you are important and you are standing there like, and you're gonna, you're about to lean back over the edge of the cliff and you know, uh, and, and you've got, I don't know all the, the right terms of things like the belay rope or whatever, like you've got your harness on and you're, you're there. And like, you don't feel like you've been through the training. You don't feel like you know what you're doing, but you know, who's got you. And you know that the Lord is holding the other end of the rope and that uh, even if he wasn't, his angels are surrounding you. And even if they weren't, no matter what happens, you know, Jesus, 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 he is the one and only, and you know that in your heart. And so my encouragement and challenge to, to you again, whoever you may be is to just take that step, take that step back, lean back, lean back into the arms of the father, lean back into the future. (laughs) That is, that is, that is scary. Uh, Lean back into trusting who God has made you to be. Mm-hmm. just just take that step just move just move a little bit it's worth it mm-hmm. thank you yeah so thank you lord for being with us thank you lord for loving us the way that you do and being that example of a uh, safe place and kindness and gentleness that we can be to one another um give us the the uh, give us more and more of your heart for the people around us so that we can uh, really reach and, and love those who you've created um, and just love other people really well. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Stephanie, Nick, Rowan, thank you guys for tonight. Yeah. So encouraging and so excited to hear what you're doing. We love you guys. Thank you, Jenny. We love you too. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Yes. See you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Truly, it means so much. If you're loving the podcast, um, it would mean a lot if you'd go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or maybe share the episode with a friend. My hope is that many would find relatable encouragement through the stories that are shared on this podcast and that together we would all expect and experience more of the abundance that Christ promised. If you're looking for more encouragement, you can check out my blog on JennyLynnSchmidt.com or some of the declaration prints I have available at IamDeclarationsShop.com or on Instagram, the same handle, I am Declaration Shop. I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. See you then.